Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. Oh Jesus! Hello, sexy. Are you are you speaking to me? Yes, darling. Wow. Yes, darling. What's happening, dude? It's hot outside. That's why you shouldn't have your ass outside. I'm cooped up in this goddamn room in this Houston, Texas heat with this air conditioning. Someone had to walk this equipment over here. Well, I thank you for that, brother. Um, yo, what's happening, y'all? Um, welcome to another edition of the. SNS podcast. Uh, we're gonna be talking nineties movies, baby. Um, first of all, how was your trip over, man? Trip over was uh, was good because I got it from uh, I went I went from Jersey this time. I went left from. The- You've officially moved. I'm I'm still in Arizona, but I'm but I have my apartment here now as well. Well, I have my apartment in Jersey, right? And then at the end of the year, at the end of January, it's official. Like all my, you will be straight New York, New York, and then I don't have any ties. All my shit will be done, sold, gone, everything. For no me. more Phoenix, just to go see my kids, right? So, but New York, Jersey, loogies on the sidewalk, <laughs> hot dog water, shish kebabs. But so uh, that flight from uh, from there to Dallas was great, but I couldn't get a direct flight from there, uh-huh. um, so I had a Take a, a little uh, catch a. What, what, I don't even know what the Commuter word. Commuter plane? No, 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 regular plane. But I, um, um, what? Is, why am I so dumb right Nick, now? I don't know. I fly first class. I don't know these n- these minuscule. I had I had to, to change up. planes. I had to change planes. Connection. A connection. That's what I was looking for. I had I had to make a connection in uh, Dallas, and uh, I was walking over to my gate uh, <laughs> in the Dallas airport because we were, I, when I looked at my uh, itinerary. The next plane was like right down the way, and then right. I had to change um, the whole gates. I had, I, I think, I, would, I landed at uh, B, and I had to go to C. Mm-hmm. And the Dallas airport's pretty big, so when I get there, I actually, uh, I, I, I take my little tram and I get over there, and I hear this cat because I was going to get something to eat. I can hear this, this. I thought it was an animal. I didn't know what it was at first. It was just like right. this sound like that. First, I thought it was a little kid that needed to be <laughs> disciplined. Right. And then I realized it's a cat, and I was like, I got to get away from this cat. I'm allergic to cats. I'm Damn, not, I am too. Yeah, I'm highly allergic to them. Right. I, yeah, my throat will start to swell up, and um, so I was trying to. I wanted to get away from that area, so I walked away from that area, and I went to um, by, born by my gate where there wasn't as good food, but I was just going to grab something. And I'm standing there in line, and I hear it again, and now it's it's 
followed me. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And uh, I go to wait at the gate, and there's this crazy cat lady. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, I put a picture around my Instagram. She's a, she's a, you could tell right away whose cat it was. I mean, if you just right. looked, you didn't have to. And then she, but she's holding like a duffel bag that's made for a cat. And this thing is just screaming and screaming. And uh, I was bumped up to first class. So I was sitting, so I finally, we get to load up and I, and I just want to get on the plane. And uh, she's on the plane. I'm sitting there and she comes walking by. And I, and I said to the, to the uh, flight attendant, I go, uh, is she far enough back? Because I go, I'm really allergic to it. And she already bumped me. She bumped my my chair on the way in. And the cat, I, I mean, I really don't want the hair. And I see it going all over the place. And I go, I. And then I just thought to myself, man, why? Why in the world would they take away peanuts off of a plane? Because of allergies. And you have to open up peanuts. And you have to actually put them in. You physically have to do something. But they would let crazy cat women just bring a cat and it's dan- and it's screaming, it's screaming, and it screamed the whole flight. And they let that go on the plane. Why would you let a cat on the plane and, and you can't have you can't have peanuts? Cause, cause pussy beats nuts, nigga. Ah, see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah okay. Now that made so much more sense to me. Yeah, bro. There's not even worth fighting with the airline. Yeah, man. If pussy beats nuts. Pussy beats nuts. If, if airlines just start letting. Women open up pussy like they do peanuts. <laughs> and let the pheromones get in the tube. We all be happier for it. Uh, Why didn't I think of that? Pussy beats nuts. Because, uh, you know, you, your brain is wired different, nigga. Um, 90s, baby. Mm. Uh, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to show a moment of vanity here. I'm going to start off with me. I was watching this, the CNN uh, 90s movie series. They did the 80s and now they did the 90s. And they showed Jerry Maguire, uh, which I think was 1999. Um, right at the edge of the night. Right at the fucking, the, the, the closing of the gates. I got to say, man, it was depressing. It was, it was depressing and uplifting. Uh, because I, I, how old was I? What, what is, what are we now? 2019? So what is that? 20 years ago. Yeah, 20 years ago. And I'm fucking 44, so 24. I was a fucking movie star, nigga. Somewhere the goddamn train flew off the fucking rails. But if I could have maintained my weight and not picked up any of the bad habits I indulge in today, Yo, real talk, I was a fucking movie star getting ready to be, dog. Yo, I look fucking good, nigga. And, and then I thought I was fat. Like, when I first came to L.A. and I did Different World, I was literally, nigga, 19, and I was crackhead skinny. Um, Cut to, I'm 24, and that whole time I was thinking, because of how I looked when I was 19, yo, I'm fat now. But when you look at Jerry Maguire, I clearly wasn't compared to today. I'm talking square jaw. <laughs> nigga, the, the T-shirt was tight and form-fitting. If I had, like, really said, you know what? I'm a 1,000% going to dedicate myself. Eat right, work out, do what people do that are in this business going, I'm, I'm going to be on the TV or I'm going to be in movies. I got to look my best. 
and I got the fucking chest and the abs and the fucking V in the front and the jaw. Yo, son, I was that nigga, son. And I was just looking at me going, dude, somewhere you walked into the wrong alley and you just didn't come out right. So, again, I'm 44. And, and again, to my man, Billy Gardell, his special halftime. I'm in the locker room right now. And I'm going, what kind of second half are we going to have? Because <laughs> the first half, nigga, was sloppy. Are we going to come out and play another shitty half? Or are we going to look at Jerry Maguire and go, nigga, you still can be that guy. Well, dude, I'm looking at you right now, and I can tell you, from my perspective, uh, you haven't gained any weight in your legs. So well, you listen, only... <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm built like my father, nigga. It's the, it's the weirdest fucking thing in the world. I swear to God, it frustrates me. Like, I remember I had a conversation with Barry Katz, and I wish Jay Moore was here to do the Barry. Um... And he, he, we were talking about my weight, and he was like, man, it's all in your stomach and a little bit of your face. Your arms and legs are a regular person, nigga. So, which is to say that because I'm, my, my, my shit is disproportioned, if I put in the work for real, it shouldn't take long. Because it ain't like I'm trying to burn finger fat <laughs> and fucking ankle beef. Nigga, it's just the keg in my middle. And a little bit of double chinage. And not even much. Because, again, when I was looking like LeVar, Le, LeVar Crawford on that picture I hate with me with the boxing gloves. That everybody uses. That everybody uses. My head was fucking ridiculously f- round, nigga. And, and the midsection was. And so, yeah, I've dropped a lot. But I'm still. I'm not Jerry Maguire. People that's, Magazine, Sexiest People, Top 50. That's 20 years ago, though, dude. I know. That's but, work. I know, but dude, dude, my, my doctor recently said, he's like, dude, you're right now I weigh 230. He was like, yo, if you could get down to 200, that would be fantastic. Now, granted, it's not like I look like a pile of shit, but at 200, yo, my dream weight would be to get down to my fighting shape. When I was in high school, which was 175. Really? I'd like to get up to 185, but. How, old, how much you weigh? 200. Okay, so that's what, 15 pounds? Yeah. So for me, that's 30 plus. If I could do, that would be uh, 45 pounds. Do you understand that if I got down to 175, nigga, I am Roy Jones Jr., prime ripped. Wow! I wouldn't even know what to do with myself, man. Would you put, I, I, honestly, I'm not trying to call you out on the podcast. Would you put that time into it? Honestly, do you believe you, you would do it? Everything in my head says yes. But the physical part and the part about, here's what I think would be my problem. Not even starting, because I think I could start. But somewhere between five pounds and the goal, I'm going to hit a roadblock. And, that, and, and, and I, even though I've never gone through it, I know it exists. That whole, nigga, it's been this much time. I haven't had this kind of food. I haven't done this. My body is screaming cheeseburger, nigga. It's screaming pizza. <laughs> you can't have a cheeseburger if you're trying to cut, to cut that way. That's what I'm saying. If, if I went hard in the paint and I went, yo, I'm fucked this cold turkey, nigga. No drinking, no smoking, no more bad foods, strictly 
fruits, vegetables, at best, worst, chicken and fish, grilled or broiled. I might be able to go hard like that for a month, maybe. But then what happens in a month and a half to two months? But if you saw a good result in that month, don't you think you, it, would, it would change your... It might make me quit. <laughs> nigga, nigga, I look now. Yeah, I'm done. I think the hardest thing oh. for you would be to change the late night. Because it's hard to go home after you get off stage. An adrenaline rush. Yeah. I think that would be the hardest I'm thing. I'm telling you, dude, you might not like me if I really turned into that nigga. Because I would be that dude. I would floss it, nigga. It's like a bitch with big tits. <laughs> the skimpiest tops, nigga. I am walking down the street with silk shirts open. <laughs> Are you going to get a big gold chain? Nah, fuck it, nigga. My chest would be my chain. <laughs> my pecs would be my medallions, nigga. Dude, the dude in the front row, uh, was it last night? With the big girl gold cross? And I told him, did he have right. to stretch before he put that thing on? Oh, uh, right, right, right. Yeah. That was huge. Back to this movie. Um... Jerry Maguire, man, I had such a good time, and I wish I had ever done a movie again on that scale. That budget was ridiculous. That whole scene at the SMI agency, that was all built on a soundstage. Really? What looked like that big office building. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought they were in It was a big fucking soundstage, and it, like that's just to show you what they do with money when you got it. Fucking... Uh, Wait, let me ask you this, because I'm not in this business, and I don't think... I, I, I've never been right. to that level, uh, and... Most of the people probably don't. Well, why, why, why build it on a soundstage? Why not just go on, on set somewhere? Noise, environment control. It's easy to do it on a soundstage because you, the, the real elements that you would have to deal with aren't there. I mean, they could have done that. And then, you know, also it's cost uh, uh, sufficient. You know, yeah, they got the money to burn, but why rent out that office space and pay all that money when you can just don't have to pay any of that by doing it on your own soundstage? And it's not more expensive than to do it on the soundstage, to build it up like No, because the soundstage is there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're not paying anybody to, for space it's and for time. Space. So the, the amount of – the space costs more in L.A. than, than – uh... Yeah, the, the people's rent. People might charge you, hey, to use this office building. And remember, we got to shut down your normal business right. to do our business. So they might go, yeah, motherfucker, pay us this. And they might be just trying to take advantage, you know, saying yeah. that, you know, well, this is how much we're losing when they're really not. So they just nip all that shit in the bud, man. And just build it on a soundstage. Yeah. That's impressive because I didn't know that was – I didn't know that scene looked like in a real building. What you think about the movie? Did you like it? I actually did like the movie. Right. And, you know um, – And that kicked off Jay Moore's career. Yeah. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I thought it was a good book. Well, for me, I lived in Arizona at the time, and, and it was kind of, you know, it kind of ran around the Cardinals right? a little bit, which I, I heard they, last year they were trying to sign Rob Tidwell to a contract. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let's see what happens this year. Uh, but no, so, uh, so I kind of liked the movie. I had that, it was a little vested interest. They, they, they were out there, and there was some right. the players there. So, uh, but the movie itself, I thought it was good. And, and it was uh, Renee Zellweger at the time. She, she still looked... Right before all that plastic surgery, yeah. which but made on, her look unrecognizable. No. But honestly, did she look good in real life even then? Because it looks like a lot of makeup and a lot of... Mm, that, see, again, this, this is one of those things where I have to get racial. I think to appreciate that kind of whiteness, I got to be white. Because she's a cute, quirky... Yeah. Like, like it, when you look at Jennifer Aniston and you look at Catherine Zeta-Jones, that's obvious beauty no matter what species of color man you are. That, as a man, you just look at that and go, it's a bad bitch. Certain other broads 
that are white. You got to go. There, there's something where I can't catch this unless I'm white. They, they, you gotta, you gotta be white to see see that. So black dudes aren't looking for quirky white girls. Nah, nigga. Nah, <laughs> nah. Um, dude, I, I want to say this, but it's so wrong. Sweetheart, though, she was a sweetheart, though. Can I just say something yeah. about the show this weekend? Here in Houston, yeah, right. There was a, there was, a, there was a black dude who was at the show. Right. Um, and he, God, I, I hope they don't listen to this podcast. And you, uh, you fucked with him throughout the whole show. Um. Was it the nigga that was big but was barely laughing? Yeah. Oh, his white bitch. I already know where you're going. Dude, why? He was a good-looking dude. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. Here's the beauty of pussy. There, she was straight up Shrek. Yeah. Here's the beauty. <laughs> Here's the beauty of pussy and the power of love. Sometimes you 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 see dudes with certain girls, and you go, "Nigga, really? That bitch?" Or vice versa. You see a girl with a certain dude. I'm going. How the fuck this nigga, she like this nigga? Hey, man, some niggas got that motherfucking torpedo, baby. They know how to work that stick. And it didn't make the, 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 the bitches who you think won't do it, do it. Sometimes them ugly niggas that, you know, look like they born out the sewage, nigga, them be the niggas that pipe you. Because <laughs> that's, that's, they, they got nothing else going on. But he- And when you love somebody, you really get to a place where... You see what other people don't see. Well, I don't know what he saw in her because I was I was standing there. Wa- we were selling merch. I, I, honestly, maybe I thought, she taught that nigga how to read. Dude, I was look. I was just watching it. I was just. I can't. I, yeah, it was captivating. I, I I felt like at one point I looked like uh, one of those dogs that when you ask it a question, it just turns its head sideways. Mm-hmm. And I'm right. just <laughs> right. <laughs> really. <clears throat> um. Yeah, man, and. Uh, you know, it's funny, in the scene in Jerry Maguire on the Roy Firestone show, when Roy Firestone finally tells Cuba he's going to uh, get the big contract, two of my boys are in that scene uh, as extras. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. My uh, my boy Ish, yeah. he's in that scene, and I put my boy uh, Sauce, Big Dwayne, we call him Sauce, uh, big nigga with the blue jersey, uh, who looks so similar to Sam's from Lean On Me. We used to give him shit. Growing up, because this nigga looked like he, he looks like Sam's. Um, so I put them in the movie. And then in the scene where Regina King slaps me for talking shit about him, uh, Ish is back there holding the camcorder. So I made sure when I was coming up, I would put my boy uh, as an extra in everything that I did. Whether it was Mad TV or movie, uh, I put him in everything. So he got cameos in all my shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. That's pretty funny. Um, and Tom Cruise. I wish I had a scene with him, man, but couldn't have been a nicer dude. Uh, so he was on set all the time and approachable? Well, very approachable. He's like a regular fucking dude. Super cool. Super cool. I don't know where all this shit comes from about him being wacko. Uh, because of the Scientology thing. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. So. But, but he doesn't run around. But I, I, as most people that are Scientologists, I don't think they run around going, I'm a Scientologist and have a big shirt. They, they seem like right. normal people. I, I did see... Uh, uh, what's, what's her name? Uh, Rem, Remini? Rem, uh, Leah Remini. Yeah, when she talked about it, though, she said that... And she's always been sexy to me, dude. She's hot. She, she always Queens. was. She oh. always was. But she, uh, but she talks about how it affected her. Like they, they go to work, and then it's afterwards when they have to go do all the other stuff. So at work, yeah. these people should seem normal. I don't right. understand why everybody gets weird about him. Um, and you know what? Listen, man, again, not to, not to pat myself on the back, but 
you know, God, I wish I could do Barry the way Jay Moore did because the conversation Yours isn't bad. Yeah, but he was he was just like, uh, you know, a lot of guys in this business very rarely go on to make major movies and uh, be on television shows that last a while, and you've done both. Um, Cause it's like, yo, man. If nothing else, if I don't make another movie again, for the '90s, there was a point in time when "show me the money" became the cultural phrase. Right. Like, like, give me where's the beef? Well, I'm ten years older than you, so that right. was part of everybody said. Like, it was annoying to be honest. Right. Everybody was going, yo, "Show me the money." Show me the money. Yeah. So uh, I could say I did that. Yeah. Um, but the only part that stings is that was 20 years ago, and now I'm still waiting for my next one. Um, so there it is. Uh, You've done movies though since then. Yeah, I did a lot of uh, weed plate movies. Movies that you take the DVD and you break your weed up on. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't watch. Oh God. Um, so, but what about the movie though? Uh, who's the director? Cameron Crowe. And cool. And, and which is cra- very. And which is crazy because, other than that, and almost famous. Mm-hmm. He really hasn't done anything else. And how do you make a hit like Jerry Maguire? And I think Almost Famous was perceived as a, as a hit, as a good movie. Oh, it was. It was definitely good. But then I don't know why he fell off. Did he? Yeah. I thought. He, did, he, did, he wasn't like, you know, uh, James Cameron or Scorsese or Spielberg or any of these guys who are still making movies today. He's a different kind of director, though. He does different kind of movies. But that, regardless, if you're making hits, you keep making them. Let's see. I'm going to pull them up on IMDb. Um, Cameron Crowe. Let's see. I, I hate my phone. It's about time to get a new phone. I it, do, too. It said micro. Cameron Crowe. You got to speak slow. Yeah. Let's see. I just want to see that he's done anything like you're saying. Yeah, Almost Famous Jerry, Vanilla Sky. He did that one. That was a weird movie. Yeah. Singles, that was a good movie. 2016, Roadies. I didn't see that. Aloha. You're right. Yeah, nothing Nothing that made noise like that. No. Nope. Um, and good God, Jonathan Lipnicki. That What is that? Like, like that's, it's like you're lucky. Very, like, that's a rare thing to be a cute kid yeah. and turn into a Sexy adult. What's he been in? Nothing. And that was why. When he when he was in that movie, he was the ah. Uh-huh. That's all people talked about. How cute Jonathan Lipnicki was as that kid. He grew up and it was like ah. Oh. Oh, went from ah oh, to ah. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. Uh. Shit, he did do. You know, he did that. But the movie singles. Do you never saw that? No. That, that, that's a, definitely a white dude movie. It was all about Seattle. Oh, oh yeah, and for sure. Seattle for sure. Okay. Um, and did you think it was hokey the whole "you complete me"? Okay, th- that's where it gets. You know, the you you had me at hello. The whole right. I like you had me at hello. But but I, you complete me. I don't know. You had me at hello was quotable. Yeah, that's a that's actually a fly lie. Like, dude, you had me at a low. But I, it, it, this, and this is a testament to great acting. To be able to make something I think most people would perceive as hokey sound fly. I don't know that I could sell you completely. Eh, 
okay, wait, let me try. And I don't want to. I don't want to imitate what he did in the movie. I'm. This is a different scenario. Don't look at me though when you say it. I I might have to. No. <laughs> Just don't look at it that way. Um. Let me. I got to give myself a, a, some some running room. The scenario is same thing. I fucked up. I'm trying to get back in good, and you complete me as the finishing line. Look, at the end of the day, I guess what I'm saying is. I'm not doing without you. I'm, I'm lost. Yeah. Can you feel it, baby? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. <laughs> oh, no, let me be for real. All right. You uh, can't say you are because you're searching. You. You, you complete me. Did I sell it? I, I, I would. It, I, it, Are your balls wet? No, but it, it, there's no context there. So does you? There was. I just gave you context. I know, but it just you know that's all you. I like when you built up to it a little bit better. Right. I shouldn't. Have, I shouldn't have disrupted with the market mark rhythm. Yeah, but that was fine because that was definitely needed. That was. Right. That was definitely good. Yeah. I mean, why don't you deliver it? Marky Mark was delivering the line instead. Okay, let me a little bit of lead in. You know, I'm I'm lost without you. Yeah, you complete me, baby. <laughs> See, that was great. Yeah, your turn. I can't do any impressions. I wasn't asking you to do an impression. I was asking you to do the line read. But I'm a, I'll spare you. I can't do. It. You know what? I, I think I'd be terrible. Dude, I I, I really hope at some point you are forced. Like you, you, you get you. You keep talking about being in New York and getting something. I hope you get an agent. I hope you get a, an audition, and I hope you have to fucking get a job in acting so that we can force you to be in the direction that you are fighting. Dude, I, I did acting all through high school. That's fucking high school, nigga. What you did in high school don't matter in college, and what you do in college don't matter in the pros. Yeah, well, I, and I did a little in college, but I. I, I just, what did I just say? Yeah, I know, but uh, I, I just. I, The Matrix. I'm looking for a job that someday it'll complete me. I like that. I saw what you were doing when you said I was looking for a job. I felt the acting. I, hey, man. See? Jesus. It could be there. I just had to put myself in the right. In the right situation. Yeah, in the mental. Okay. So, okay. There. You just came home and the nigga's fucking your wife. Now you say to him, nigga, you. Go no, ahead. Wait, wait, go ahead. Yo, you finish that. Complete that shit right there. I haven't been able to get that. Boo. <laughs> um, the Matrix. Uh, the, uh, this is where. You, you mentioned this to me before we started. And folks, let me just tell you, we are taking his man card. Go ahead. This goes off the rails for me right here. I've never seen it. Jesus. I've never seen it. How was a dude? I've seen parts of it. I've caught it when it's on. Like HBO, it comes on, but I, I, you know, like I turn on the TV and I catch part of right. it. But I've never seen the whole thing. I never sat down and watched The Matrix, and it, it's something I think I'm going to have to do. Here's what was weird to me: Yes, I saw The Matrix. Yes, I thought it was amazing. Uh, it was the shit. Um, but after the one, the first one, no interest in the rest. Really? Now, and I would think to myself, if it was that good, 
why would you not want to see the sequels? I could have gave a fuck about them sequels. I, I watched the first one and went, yeah, I like this. I get it. I'm done. It, it was... Everybody talking about it just made it annoying to me. It but was, everybody was talking about the Avengers, and you saw that? No, it, it's different. This movie, they were just... People that I didn't like were talking about it, I guess. Really? Uh, just the way they talked about it. And I'm sure it's great. I will see. I'm ta- I'm, I, I, this needs to be said, but it isn't part of the 90s. I did finally go back and watch The Goonies. So, I mean, I mean I, when you, you make me aware that I'm, I'm missing something out of my life. Right. I, I'll go back and check will it out. Will you eventually watch this? Yeah, I probably will because I've just never... It's, it's not one of those things that I come up on, but I'm home a lot, so there's no reason why I can't flip on... The I'm sure it's on Netflix or something. I said this before. Um, Keanu Reeves is a bad actor who makes great movies. Maybe because he doesn't try to become above the movie. Well, okay, that could fair enough. But like Matrix, it almost feels like with Keanu Reeves, you just I think you just said it. What the movie is. It's better than him. Right. Like when you saw Speed, that concept of the bus and time and the bomb was so exhilarating that what really did you need him to bring to it? But then I could see somebody going, well, why didn't Speed 2 work? But that's a both. Shit with water don't always do well. Um, no, but Point Break that he was in, I thought was a. I thought he. But there were a lot of other people that carried that too. Yeah, but I thought he played. But it, we played a surfer dude. And he, but it's all, he's always... He's, yeah. <laughs> Fucking um, the John Wicks. The dude. gunplay and the action. Insert who here. You could put Matt Damon, Brad Pitt. You could put anybody as John Wick. If that action and gunplay is what, what's in the movie... That movie still does what it does. What, 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 did, what did Keanu? What was it? What, what about Keanu? What do you made that great? What do you like better, Mission Impossible, or or uh, John Wick? Two different kind of movies. Well, no, because they have they do have gunplay and uh, all, nah, but, and, ones, but they have all, one, one's more story oriented with espionage and all that cloak and dagger shit. John Wick is what it is: bang bang, clip clip, bang bang, clip clip. Okay, which one would you rather go see though? Again, as a that's like asking a dude, hey, which who you want to fuck, the blonde or the brunette? Both are fuckable. I'd rather go see John Wick. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know because I, you I, know what? The okay, story I, gets corny. Oh, Mission Impossible? Yeah. No yeah. story. I think it's the other way. It gets complex, and you don't want to do all that thinking. John Wick is simple, nigga. It's McDonald's. Breakfast. It's the it's the it's the hash brown sausage and egg platter. It's what it is. Fifteen minutes into any of the Mission Impossible, I knew how the end was going to happen. Well, nigga, we know how the end of any of these movies happen. But I'm good gonna, guy wins, bad guy loses. End of the fucking roll. But of I credits. knew how it was going to happen every time. I, I there was no surprise to me. John Wick is at least what's an surprising about John Wick? It's an adventure. I'm watching the adventure. I'm watching him. How are they going to make this work? How is he going to kick this dude's ass? By yeah. doing some shit that's so far beyond the suspension of disbelief. Yeah, but it's entertaining. Um, let's see. Speed, John Wick. Yeah, Matrix. 
And, and that was like the first time we had been introduced to that kind of CGI. Right. CGI was kind of born in the 90s. Yeah. So it was like, again, you take him out and insert any top leading male actor, the you movie think still does what it does. Do you think it's going to be as good? Do you, do you think, uh, let's, let's grab someone. Who, who, Leonardo DiCaprio. You think he makes, uh, I don't think he makes speed as good. Because oh, yes, no, I don't think so. Because I think he would act in it. What 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 is it that Keanu brought to you in Speed that made you go, "Wow, this guy"? Nothing, and that's what I think that needed. And the bus was the star. Yes, the bus and the clock. So as long as as long as the movie needs someone who knows how to, there's there's something about Keanu. I, I, you know what? Yo, we can we can knock it all we want, but there's something about him that makes him work and and has franchises it's look like i said bad actor great movies there's a difference between being a movie star and a great actor now some dudes can do both al pacino is a movie star and a great actor jack nicholson denzel uh de niro they're great actors and they're movie stars keanu's not a fucking great actor but he's a movie star daniel day lewis is a great actor but he ain't a movie star. But that's because he, he could be a movie star. He just no. picks he picks roles that he thinks are challenging and that he wants to do. And sometimes challenging ain't box office weekend. No, it's not. Uh, we were just talking before we started this thing about uh, uh, Gangs of New York. Yeah, which, I, I you know. He was amazing in that movie. Did you even? I didn't know. Everybody was, was amazing. Leonardo, everybody was amazing. But period. Listen, if you're going to make a period piece, man, you really got to fucking bring it. And that movie to me. Too ah, slow? Not too slow. But when I think, when I hear, when I hear gangs of New York, first of all, I'm thinking modern New York and real gangs. That sounds like a dick hard moment. Niggas in top hats and fucking canes and horses and buggies. But these are real. It's misleading. That apparently for the time that, period for the time period that those gangs existed. Ah, hogwash! <laughs> yeah, they wanted me back, so I'm guessing I'm back. Did you did you like not like Keanu in uh was that it was Parenthood '90s? No, I think that might have been '80s. Yeah, listen, man, the, the dude is you know he's Briar's ice cream. Everybody can eat. Anybody can eat Briars now. Hagen does. That's special. I'm a Ben and Jerry's guy. That's that wow shit. But Hagen does is the fucking pussy of ice. It's the fucking creme de la creme, nigga. Um, you know Hagen does isn't even a real name. Hagen does. It's a it? name that they made up because they thought the American public would fall for that as being an expensive. Suppose it's European, ger- it's supposed, it sounds yeah, German, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be a European name, and they thought Americans would buy it because they'd put on a more expensive ice cream, and, and we ate it up. Hagen does the Avengers. Oh, dudes sound like uh, gay bandits. <laughs> Hagen does it's the Avengers. Um, Silence of the Lambs. Dude, that movie. <clears throat> when that comes on, I'll sit down, I'll stop what I'm doing, and I'll still watch it. You think, uh, what was his name? Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. You think he was as creepy as, you think he deserved it, the award? Why are you hesitating? Because I want to say this right. I think he did because you 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 can see that dude as creepy as he is, but also as the, you know when they say the next door neighbor? 
Like yes. he, he was, he was, he was quiet. He never gave us right. any problems. He didn't, in the meantime, he's eating. You know, he's a gay dude eating, or right. the, whatever that dude's name was. That was cutting up Dahmer. His, Dahmer. That, that's who he was in that movie. Point. There it is. Great actor, not a movie star. Well, he's yeah, he's a character actor for the most part, isn't he? Yeah, I guess. And he takes these characters. I think he's I, he's amazing. Yeah, he's the shit. Um, I'm gonna tell you uh, one time. One time I saw her at the airport. Yo, Jodie Foster has leg. Jodie Foster has two, one of the greatest pair of legs I've ever seen. That movie, what, what, what was it called? The one with Denzel that Spike Lee directed about the bank heist. Um, Man, there's a couple of shots of her in heels. And I'm like, God damn, if only this bitch didn't eat fish. <laughs> You're talk, you talking about when he... Um... I forget what the what, movie is. I forgot. It's it's a good movie. I want to say Twenty First Hour, but that ain't it. That it's, was that, that they, was with Edward, they, Ed, Ed, Ed Norton. That's where they he he makes like a foot space inside the the, the vault and stays. Yeah, there, Clive right? Owen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good actor too. Clive Owen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know Jodie Foster's you know as far as acting goes, she's top notch. Like I think yeah. she's up there with Meryl Streep, but I don't think she gets the same acclaim. She doesn't want to do as many movies. Some people really. That's what you know when people ask, "How do you know you've made it?" When you get to a point where you go, "I don't want to make as many movies and be seen all over the world and get gazillions of dollars and be a star," that's when you when you have that choice. Yeah, you've made it, dude. Jeff Bridges had the greatest way he described it. He said that he looks at it. And picking a movie is like he he's going down a, a a river like on a boat, and he's looking at the wall like like in a, like in, I think the way he described it was like a cavern and there's water, and he's going down and he's looking at these jewels, he's trying to pick the jewel the best jewel to be in, and then he's, and he see and he doesn't pick any of it because he doesn't like it, the jewels and then when he sees the one that he likes that's the movie he does he does it he's like it's a jewel. To, and to work in the business, he only wants to pick the best jewels he can pick. I got one that tops that. Somebody asked Michael Caine, uh, how do you choose your movies? He goes, oh, I'll open up the script, and I'll look at the first page and the last page. And if my name is on both pages, I do the bloody picture. <laughs> he also has, dude, this guy, I love this dude. You know what he, is? he said? They asked him, somebody goes, he goes, well, I, 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 like you said, and I, and I asked him where they're going to be filming the movie at and what time of the year. And if it's a good time of the year in that place and I want to be there, I take the movie. Right. Dude, that's, to me, that's like, that's the smart way to do a movie. But I, I, I love these guys. I mean, I wish I, wish I understood. But, you know, and, and before we go too far, and I know we're supposed to be talking about movies, but again, that comes from the power of no. These guys, of being able to say no. Yeah, being able to say no. That's what makes them movie well, stars but, sometimes. But also, they're, well, they're in a position to say you have to first be in a position to say no financially, right? Because when your ass is starving and the rent's due, and your baby mama's in your ass and the kids are hungry, you can't just say no. But Sylvester Stallone, as we talked yeah, about, he said right, no. You right. You it's right. That power, man. But that. But even that. That's him alone. Yeah. When you got babies to feed. Yeah. And you got a woman. Yeah. Talking about yo, you need you the man in the house, motherfucker, and the kids' stomachs is touching their backs. Just. When you can, Ugh. when you can do that, it, it makes these people star. That's I think that's what makes people star. Yeah, that's a tricky. Mm. Uh, Fight Club. 
Dude, that movie. I'm going to be honest. I like the movie. But when Brad Pitt shaved his head. Yeah. And he becomes, he starts to tell you about how he's really Ed Norton. They lose me. Dude. I wish they kept the dynamic up until that point where you thought they were two separate people. I always thought they were two separate people. I, 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 you always thought, you said you always thought. It took me years before I figured out what the fucking. Yeah, when they, when they, when they started doing the whole, he's the same person. Yeah. I fucking got confused and and it lost me. I was with that movie up until that point. Well, okay. That I understood. He was uh, like how you said it was the same person and I got what they were doing. And then I kind of got that, but I never knew that she was also the same person. What do you mean? She was, she was, she's not real either. See, I'm not knowing that. Yeah. It took me years. That's why I think this movie is so good because you can learn more about the movie as time oh, goes on. Fuck that. I don't want to have to fucking do hair on to understand your movie. Dad, yeah, get the fuck out of here. And Ed Norton, of course, is a monster acting wise, but you know, he's supposed to be such a dick. Really? That's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a known dick. That's why his career stalled. People don't want to work with him. They yeah. said he's difficult, super difficult. He was supposed to be the Hulk in the Avengers. After he took over for what's my man name in the first Hulk that was so goddamn atrocious. Uh, what was the guy that played the Hulk? The, 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 the Asian dude directed it. Not John I, I Woo. Which, I know what you The Hulk. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but I can't remember. I don't can't remember his name. But then Edward Norton took over, and he was supposed to be what Mark Ruffalo now is. Yeah. And I'm glad it didn't work out no, that way. Because I think Mark Ruffalo played that character perfectly. perfectly. And, 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 and from what I gather, like, again, I don't know Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo personally, obviously, but you can sometimes get a sense of people in interviews. And Mark Ruffalo just always came across as a nice dude. And he brought that vulnerability and niceness to the Hulk character. Well, he's, yeah. And, and, and you liked him. You genuinely liked him. I don't know that you would have liked Ed Norton the same. And yeah. if his chemistry, and if he was such a dick, that his chemistry, if he was such a dick that it poured into the work, then that would have fucked up the chemistry maybe with the other superhero. Yeah. Yeah, it would have just been a bad fucking look. Is that the dude? Eric Banner. Yeah, is that the one? Yeah, you, yeah. Eric Banner. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, uh, I didn't know that... I didn't know that he was supposed to be that difficult to work with, but when they replaced him, I was I was first disappointed, and then when I saw Ruffalo do it, I was like, oh, right. no, that his character... Yeah. He, he he is a scientist. Like he, like, he seems like the scientist. Right. He seems... Like the, I don't know. I love how he's trying to control the Hulk now, and that fits him. Like right. I don't know. I thought I think he's doing the best job out of all three. All oh three no, races. I think I think Ruffalo's champ. And look, man, uh, my my man, fellow comedian Guy Tory, one of the greatest movies ever, American History X. Yeah, Edward Norton, dude. And and and, and let me ask you. Do you think that movie? <clears throat> It's just as good if it's in color. No, you think the black and white helped it? Yeah, it just it it, it puts that darker that ominous feel on it. Right. When this when he did that scene with uh, my man uh, Elliot Gould at the at the dinner table, and he got up and ripped the wife beater off and the SWAT stick was on his chest. He said, "You know what that means? Not fucking welcome." He killed. Like, dude, I would if I was a white actor 
that's a dream role to play a racist. Because that really, because if you're not, that tests your acting skills. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he was. That's like me having to play a role where I got to play an ugly nigga. That'll test me. Because <laughs> I'm such a goddamn debonair nigga. Dude, but when, when he plays that part, I mean, as an actor, let's, 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 let's as an actor, I'm going to have to make you a white dude for this. As a, if you were, if you were, a, if that part was offered to you. And this, you know this is career defining moments on some of these yeah. pictures, and you're going to play this most horrendous dude. I mean, he has redemption at the end, right? But you're playing a dude who's I disliked. Like he was so good, yeah. you dis, you really. Well, here, here's what sold it for you know the dislike factor: putting the niggas' teeth on the curb. That and, and that's the way the movie his... starts. Yeah, yeah. But then even when he turned it around, you were rooting for him. I, I didn't dislike him anymore. I didn't dislike him, but man, it still was hard. Like, you know that your face is going to be associated with that character. And remember the scene where the guy, he's lost so much weight now, but he was fat. The friend in the racist group, the fat Oh, yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the scene where he's Cam, uh, not Cam, Edward Norton's character gets home from prison. He goes in the room to talk yeah. to his mother and sister and brother alone. And he tells the fat dude to wait in the living room. How racist do you have to be to throw out the black jelly bean and you a fat motherfucker eating candy? That is a level of hate where you go, yeah, I eat these jelly beans, but not the nigga ones. Do you like the black jelly beans? No, I threw it away. I I don't like (laughs) (laughs) Um, Back to Fight Club for a second. Um, And I got to hats off to God. Again, not a gay bone in my body. I am a pussy connoisseur, nigga. I got pussy juice on my top lip right now as we speak. Um, But there are some things that are so on point that they transcend past the norm. Brad Pitt's abs and fucking Fight Club. When that nigga's taking a piss... I mean, it is perfect two, four, six, and the V. I, 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 like, I'm, I'm just going, if for nothing else, I would love to have that just to see if it gets the reaction that I know it does. Like, when a woman sees that, she's got to want to fuck you immediately. That's the equivalent of a dude seeing a broad with ginormous tits. You know, I I, I want to ask you this because I, I I wonder this. Like, what do you fucking have to eat for your body to shred to that level? Not much, not much. Probably just black jelly beans. Yeah. <laughs> but don't. Here's the thing that I think, and, and, and I, I I I might women can comment on this if they want to. I think women will become slightly intimidated by that because then because they think about their body because women always think about some in their say head. that shit some go I don't want a motherfucker that's prettier than me I, honestly the I, one I, I think some say that but until you have the opportunity to have it you don't really know that's I also read this other thing where they said about what women want what bodies they want and the dad body was the right. preferable one but they said less than I think it was less than 10% of women have ever had a body that's been... That's like, again, when I hear women go, I'm not into materialistic shit. Yeah. And I'm, I, 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 got, I follow on Instagram these... Uh, what do you call these things when you follow? Not people, but things. Hoes? 
<laughs> Stupid. <laughs> uh, man, I forget what they call it. But the, the influencers? The influencers. And I follow shit where, uh, about multi-million dollar mansions. And I'm looking at some of these homes, dude. And I'm going, no fucking way. I don't believe you. There, there was one home somewhere in, in Spain where it was an aerial shot of the property. And I'm just going, if you were the bitch and you go, let's go to my place for the first time. And you're in your private helicopter. And that's the view she sees before you land. No way you're not getting that pussy that night. I could sit here all day and go, man, I ain't got to drive no poor, no Lamborghini or, or a Maybach or a Phantom. But I've never driven one. I have to imagine that when I sit in that bitch, something happens. <laughs> something different happens where I go, I know I said I ain't want to do this. <laughs> Come on, man. That's how that old guy from the show last night got his girl. Oh, that old motherfucker. <laughs> And you know what? It was so obvious. That's why I went, when I said, sweetie, why are you him? Because I just like to have a good time. I said, that's a hooker answer. <laughs> like, bitch, stop. Dude, you, were, you, you got really raw with a lot of the people that were there this weekend. <laughs> you had a, like, there was times when I was like, man, is that, is that too far? And I would look at the, I'd look at the face. Yeah. And, and I knew that it, I, I, even the audience sometimes right. would go, ooh, yeah, ooh. Like they, yeah. They, they, were, they were with you, but they weren't yeah. with you with yeah. you. Yeah, that's, again, that is the beauty of comedy. If it's funny, you can get away with kicking a baby in the throat, nigga, but you got to do it funny. <laughs> Email us if you know a funny way to kick a baby in the throat. <laughs> um, T2. Yeah, that obviously... Broke ground. Yeah, and we said... The only thing I didn't like about it is I don't like. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I don't like the actor, the the played the Terminator. Oh, Schwarzenegger? No, no, no. The oh, 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 oh I forget his real name. Yeah. Why do you like? Why you don't like I him? I don't know. Something about him. Have you seen him in something else? You yeah, didn't like? I saw him in something I didn't like, and I know that's where it comes from because I remember him some in whatever it was. And the I, only other movie I saw him in and I liked it was the movie about the alien, where his friend got beamed up by a real alien. Uh, I forget the name of that movie. But also, dude, he was good in Sopranos. He played the the, yeah. the, the gambler, the dude with the gambling See, problem. And then I started to, and I did like him later, but when I saw that movie and it first came out, I right. didn't like him. But he's right. a great, he's, he was great in that It's part. Patrick something. I think it's Patrick something. I'm trying to look him up. Right um, but yeah, man. Uh, Come with me if you want to live. Uh, Terminator broke fucking ground. And you talk about being better than the first one. Robert Patrick. By Robert also, Yeah, Patrick. I knew Patrick was something. Um, dude, that movie, yeah, that technology again, the CGI, the the, the morphic, the liquid metal, uh, yeah, and, and that was one of those where I was, I was on, the, I was in my teenage years when I saw that, and that was one of those where it was like, yo, y'all got, did y'all see? Yeah, when he gets shot and his oh, head moves out, and God, it's just the- yeah, yeah, and he, and talk about again the transition. Well, first of all. He was never really a good-looking kid, but Eddie Furlong, nigga. Who came out worse, Eddie Furlong or Macaulay Culkin? Eddie Furlong just looked like he slept on a bed of hypodermic needles. <laughs> uh, Macaulay Culkin, Culkin had a little bit of a, a, a rebirth, but then I don't know what happened. <sighs> he did that party monster movie. <sighs> and, I don't know. He was such an adorable kid that he had nowhere to go but yuck. Well, he had family issues too. 
Well, well yeah, when your parents rob your money or fuck you over, <coughs> that happens. <coughs> it's an interesting business. But then the third Terminator was such garbage. Did you think Linda Hamilton was hot, though? Never. Never? Never. Even though she's all, like, cut up? and That don't move me unless you got a face to match. When your face matches your muscles, it's a problem. <laughs> you shouldn't have a face to match your muscles. And Terminator 3, you thought was garbage? With the female Terminator, with the female bad, and not because it was female, just because it was a bad movie. That's the rise of the machine, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember how I felt about that one. Yeah, I didn't like that. And one. that's and that's a that's a perfect example of not a great actor, but a fucking movie star. Arnold, yeah, dude, he's a movie. You're right. He's, he's a, a he was a movie star. Did he? he one made of the great a, actor. He made a movie and he didn't speak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a theme here. You, y'all, guys who don't talk much and make weird noises are movie stars, nigga. <laughs> y'all, you, y'all, yeah. Dude, that's a skit, man. <laughs> just sitting around, like, you just keep talking, they're just talking to each other. Yeah, y'all, you, you, that's a cartoon, man. We got to do that. That's perfect. They don't yeah. say anything else. It's no, fun, like, that's just it. Five, they're, actually, five, they're actually talking, though. Yeah, they're, yeah five minutes, they're understanding. And maybe some laughter every yeah, now and then. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit. That would be a good cartoon piece. Um, dude, I wasn't supposed to like this movie. I know most men aren't. But I got to say, Titanic. I like Titanic. At first, the macho in me fought it. But the more and more it would come on TV, I found myself into it the whole way. At first, when I first saw it, I was like, man, get to the motherfucking iceberg. That's all we want to see. The boat turned upside down. Motherfuckers' bodies being thrown about. Cut to the goddamn iceberg. But I'm telling you, man, the story... The the I fucking I got into it. Your boy Brent Ernst has the best joke about that. Who? Brent Ernst. Oh, what did he say? He said, uh, what's the chick's name? Rose McGowan. I know it was the name of the character. I don't know her real name. Well, uh God, I I I should know her name. Anyway, he said, uh, how fucked up is that though at the end of the movie when she dies? Mm-hmm. She had now she she goes back and she sees it's Jack, right? Is his name Jack? Yeah. yeah. So she goes back and she sees Jack and he's waiting at the top of the stairs. On, But she had a whole life with another man, had kids, had a whole, like, lived, how many years did she live to whatever age? Wow. So she probably spent 50 years with this other man. And she goes back in in after death and she goes to Jack. These hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> I thought, and he does the. Uh, he does. You know what, dude? If, if we're really being honest, and listen, no offense to however little female followers we have, but your bitches really ain't shit. <laughs> Women are the most sneakiest, fucked up motherfuckers on the planet, yo. On the fucking planet. <laughs> That's why, again, I know I mentioned it on the podcast. I love that scene with Billy Zane when they have breakfast the next morning. After she was hanging out with him in the lower galleys. 
And she goes, you can't talk to me like that. I'm your fiance. My fiance. My fian- and he flips that fucking table over and gets right in the face. Nose goes, my fiance. Yes, you are. And something, something, something. And by law, you will obey a, a, a husband the way a woman is required to. And that bitch was shook. She had to try to pick her eggs up off the floor and was shook. You got to get in the bitch face sometimes, nigga. I'm not saying hit him, but you got to flip the table over, nigga, and nose to nose with uh, egg particles flying out your mouth, hitting that bitch in the teeth. Let her know, bitch, if you don't act right, next time it won't be egg yolk in your mouth. It'll be my fist. So, But you just said Billy Zane, too. What, what, what's, uh, why doesn't he's a great actor? I know. I know. Uh, he's, a, he's another one, man. I always said again, Batman versus Superman. He should have been Lex Luthor. And I'm going based off the Superman cartoons of Lex being this regal voice with that suit and that bald head. Superman. He, I see it. Yeah. Him bald and with a Billy Zane. With that delivery, that, he was that. He was at fucking Jesse Eisenberg. But what? But why? But what? What else about the movie made Titanic work for you though? Simple. It was a love story. You like the love story? And I got you know me nigga. I I get the sniffles nigga. I talk real brash, and you know, underarm by menin. But you know, Calcon, take me away, <laughs> nigga. I do it sometimes. So did you get? Did you buy a sketch pad and? Think that maybe you could pull some move Hell like that no. off? Hell no. <laughs> uh, but I would like to fuck a bitch in the car and have the steam fog up the glass and our hands meet the window. See, here's the thing with me on this, though. Like, I, I, I grew up in Arizona. It's very dry there. Right. I never had this steam. I had, like, I think, never had it, like, wet, dripping like that. Right. Fogged up a window, maybe. Right. You talking about you. Me, personally. Yeah. Fucking with a bitch, yeah. yeah. All these movies where I see everybody all wet, I think I'm doing something wrong. Nigga, I, fuck with me, I'll <laughs> fog this whole window up, nigga. <laughs> me and you, I go rough in the paint, nigga. <laughs> both, both our hands with fingers interlocked to slap this glass. <laughs> Niggas across the street be like, what the fuck is that Oreo hand doing? <laughs> um, you just got to put in the work, baby. Dude, and when I, all else fails, turn all the heat on in the house. Is that, is that, is just that turn the all the heat on. on. Okay. Um, dude, one of the greatest movies of the '90s, and I, 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 it has to be in my top five, seven. Dude, now that movie, seven. Th- that's a movie where I, I'm gonna be real with you. I won't watch that alone at <laughs> night. I won't do it. It has to be day with all the shades open. And, and it, the thing is, it's not a horror movie, but it's eerie. No, the darkness of it. The alleys, the, the the being in the fat dude whose face is in the pasta's house. Dude, but that's what Tarantino talks about. It's not what you see that scares you. It's what you don't see that scares you that makes a movie great. Well, that works both ways. Yeah. You know, there's some shit you can see that'll yeah. fuck you up, too. But your mind is way more uh, fucked up than right. people usually do. But that movie, uh, right after I saw that movie, I wanted to see it again because I miss because you miss so much. Right, that movie has so much in it, dude. Morgan Freeman and Pitt's fucking uh, chemistry. It, it just it works. It fucking works. That that my favorite scene is the scene in the bar when he's breaking down uh, 
why he wants to retire. And Brad Pitt is telling him, and, and Morgan goes, it's easier to beat a child than it is to raise it. It's easier to get yourself lost in drugs and alcohol than it is to cope with life. Um, and I forget how Brad worded it, but he said something about, uh, I, I do not believe that. I do not. God, I wish I could. I, I'll fuck it up. But that that moment, that exchange, uh, you hear Morgan say say what he says, and you go, yeah. And then you hear Brad point, counterpoint, and you go, wow. And then, of course, the whole scene with fucking Kevin Spacey in the back of that car. That is, that's the scene. Oh. That's the scene that makes you scared. Because, again, oh. like Anthony Hopkins, and that's the dude next door. That's the dude. That it doesn't would, that it makes me scared. Again, it's the it's the it's the his the dialogue and his giddiness. The, the fact that he was able to ruffle Brad Pitt's feathers in that car, sit back and shut your mouth, you fucking freak. You know, Messiah, you're a, you're you're a fucking movie of the week, a t-shirt at best. You know, I seem to remember knocking on your door, and I seem to remember breaking your face. You're only alive because I've allowed you to be. And then you cut to Morgan, who doesn't say shit, but he just gives Pitt the eyes like, he got you. And then that is topped with, what's in the box? Oh! And you to your point, what you don't see, you know it. Yeah. But her head's in the box. Yeah. And I think everybody in that theater at that moment felt and wanted to do what Pitt did. Shoot this motherfucker. Like if he hadn't shot him, the movie would have been a disappointment. He had to do that. And then he empties the fucking complete clip. Oh, God, come on. Come on. And Morgan trying to stop him. No, 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 no. Get away from here. And then he throws his gun away. If you kill him, he will win. And that moment when Pitt lets that sink in, he's letting Morgan's words sink in. This guy wins if I do this. But then they do the quick flash of Gwyneth Paltrow. He sees that image and he puts together, my pregnant wife's head is in a box who I love. Who he just found out was pregnant. Just, just found out. And Pitt just, oh, God, and closes his eyes and bends his head, brings it back up. Squints his eyes again, looks at, looks at him. Fuck this. Pew, pew, pew. Ugh. It makes you go. And that's what I'm saying. I think everybody felt that moment and went, shoot him, because you go, you, you automatically put yourself in that. And you go, Jesus. You think about who you love. What if that was my girl? Pregnant. Head in a box. <sighs> to fathom that. Nigga, you got to die. Oh, what did you think about Gwyneth Paltrow? Because you used, uh, that's a that's a white dude's girl. Same thing. That's why. Yeah, that's, that's why a, I said that's, yeah. that's uh. But that was the best she ever looked. In, I think in that. Movie. Yeah, she looks the same. No, she don't look she, any different from that movie to Pepper Potts. Nah, nigga. to Pepper Potts, she, there's something that's not. Nah, right. maybe I just like her less. But she's rice without butter and salt. <laughs> uh, that movie though that. That's the kind of movie that makes people who want to write and direct movies right. write and direct movies. Yes. That that's changes people's lives. I, I, I saw that movie, and I wish I had some kind of drive in my life. that I, I wish I knew what I wanted to do back then. 
because the, that movie, when I watch it now, I'm like, oh man, this is there's so much genius in it. Right. Uh, I can't get past it, and mm. and and the scenes where uh, Kevin Spacey's there, like that scene where he's. That's why I had to go rewatch it. That he's he's there. He sees he's with the reporter. He's yeah. there. You don't catch that. Not at all. You got to go back. I had to watch that movie. Yeah. Well, I don't know how many times I watched. And this that. is where Morgan Freeman's voice just is angelic and perfect. At the end of the movie, when he goes, Mark Twain once said that the world is a wonderful place and it's worth fighting for. I agree with the second part. Like, Jesus, man. One day I got to find, I got to pull it up on my computer. Like I said, I wrote a skit where I talked about if I had a got, if I got enough money and rich enough in my life, in my mansion, I would have pre-recorded Morgan Freeman moments so that he could ease me through some tough times because his voice will ease you through tough times. And uh, I would go in my bathroom if I ever had to take a heavy shit, like, you know, the kind that you know your midsection is going to be in pain, like you're giving birth, nigga. And the moment you sit on the toilet, Morgan Freeman's voice comes on with some angelic music, and he talks you through the moment. And I had dialogue specific to the moment, and I can't remember it because it was so long ago, but... Ah, there it is. There you are on that porcelain pool. As you ooze that something brown chocolate through your butt cavity, and you take your time. Bloop. You've just given birth to your chocolate child. You know, so I just, God, I wish I could pull it up because I wanted to do it as a skit. Um, fuck. He would, you know, Morgan Freeman would be great to have when you open up your refrigerator if you're on a diet. Ah, oh, don't eat that cake. <laughs> And you should skip past the fried chicken. Now, if you look deep enough past the milk and then the orange juice, you'll see a fresh bowl of fruit. You have your pick. You've got kiwi. You've got strawberry. You've got all the berries. Make the right choice. It'll be better for your life and your stool. I know you're getting hungry. You can almost smell the ice cream. Go and close the door. And when that light goes out, remember, another light will turn on. Ah, there you go. Morgan Freeman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. You want to do one more or you want? I think we got two minutes, so let's see if we can squeeze in one more. I got one that I want to talk about because it connects with this one. Yeah. The Usual Suspects. Did not see that. You didn't see it. And what movie you say you ain't seen? The Matrix? Yeah. Yeah, we should should do a flip-flop. Yeah, yeah, we should. Because all I know about that movie is Kaiser Sose. Dude, I got to tell you, Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. Dude, don't I, you I, wish this motherfucker didn't diddle kids? Such a great actor, man. He again, and he's one of the ones that break the the mold. Where you go, he's a character actor, but he's a movie star. He's made himself almost a movie star. Uh, almost, he, uh, he's right there. I don't know that he was ever. A, dude, when you say movie star, movie star is starring role, summer box office weekend. You have to open a movie. You have to be a... I'm talking 100 million and up. Dude, he is a genius He's not actor. that dude. He's a genius actor. He, right. He's great actors don't automatically mean movie star. But, you know, when, when all that came out, and, and I don't want to derail this whole thing, and then they, they, they took him out of House of Cards, and right. they, they, a movie that they basically erased him from and then put another actor right. in. I forgot what the name of the movie is. And I saw that movie because mm-hmm. I wanted to see if you could tell how they took him out of it. And then you could. Right. Uh, 
It's it's so unfortunate because people lost. It's not. They think you're punishing Kevin Spacey, but they punished everybody who works on the movies. Well, you ain't punishing nobody who's rich and set for life. Now, creatively, you they might be punished, right? But the, nah, nigga, he's you know. But all the people who were depending on working on that last season of House of Cards or or do or do all the movies, that's the people who get fucked. Here's when I believe that white privilege really doesn't exist if Kevin Spacey can't make a comeback, and I still say. He's coming back. I, I think he'll make a comeback. I really do. I, I really believe Hollywood is a secret society, and they went, look, nigga, we're putting you on punishment for this long. And another two years, Kevin's back, well, nigga. Didn't the, didn't the kid drop the case, too? And the, the state's trying to proceed with the case. But I think the kid well, said it didn't. It didn't. I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't want to get all on, on that tangent. I want to talk about uh, we'll, But we'll drop that movie because you haven't seen it. Let me tell you, uh, Kevin Pollock's in that movie, too. Who's the comedian? Man. Fucking dude. Listen, I, the cast, Benicio Del Toro. Uh, and, and that character that he plays, Man. amazing. And it's it's an early character for him, too, in his Man. career. And when you watch it, and now you see him now, you'll you'll realize what a, uh, what a great character that was. Right. But And then and then Kevin Spacey, when he goes from uh, being, uh, I forgot what his name is in it, uh, Clamped or whatever, and then and then you see him. Uh, that last few minutes of the movie, it's it's amazing. It's yeah. an amazing movie. You got yeah, check that. Well, out. I will tell you what, Usual Suspects will be my homework assignment, and The Matrix will be yours. All right, folks, we're gonna definitely continue this. Uh, time's up, uh, and since we and we and we rushing a little bit to get off because we didn't give you a Rocky episode last week like we were supposed to. I think we both had a brain fart. We ended up doing a three-hour podcast uh, to make up for some other shit. And for some reason, I think we thought we had already included that. But we didn't. So we apologize to you uh, for for giving you the longest uh, sit-down round uh, imaginable. But these niggas is about to get up off their stool. And we're about to get right back to it and pick it up with Rocky Five. And Rocky is six to me. But Balboa. And that'll, um, and that'll be out tomorrow. That'll be out tomorrow, Thursday. So join us. Join us, boys and girls. Yes, we're back. Rocky Five and Balboa. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. And there really are no niggas in this one. Actually, that's a mistake. I just watched Rocky Balboa, and Apollo's old trainer is in it towards the end. Oh, my fault. And Rocky fights a nigger. Oh, I'm having a nigger freeze. Anyway, join us tomorrow for Rocky Five and Balboa. All right, y'all. Uh, love y'all. We're going to be back with more 90s probably next week. Um, Patreon, which you motherfuckers are not giving me love. Cameo. Uh, I'm getting some love there. Um, help tell your friends to fucking follow me on Instagram. Help me get our shit up. And I talk with uh, DJ Effin yeah. from Noriega. And the drink podcast, the one we did, the podcast champs, drink yeah. drink champs with yeah. Noriega, it airs August 20th. Cool. Because he said they were going to air Nas first and then us. And I just saw where they aired Nas's. Oh, cool. So we'll be on that. Look for us soon. I'll announce it. Drink champs with Noriega. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm almost, I'm almost uh, coherent through that. Yeah? That. Uh, oh, that oh, yeah. You got to see that. And But you did well, nigga. Yeah, you did well. I, I, there was a moment where I, I I went away. Yeah, but you, even when you were gone, you were there. 
Anyway, andycomedy.com, upper, uh, the, uh, my social media is all in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, love to get my Instagram built up, uh, so maybe some of these uh, people will give me, a, give me some more stage time. Anyway, thanks. Well, y'all, Rocky, coming up. Say, nickel.